expressed on this podcast, as well as all episodes of the Great Thread Podcast, are solely host opinions. Our content should not be taken as indisputable and is for entertainment purposes only. Threadheads, welcome to the Grateful Thread Podcast, where we're creating a community for cool quilting newbies and experienced quilters tonight. So pull up a seat because you can always sit with us. We are hosts. I am Lacey Messerly of Messy Quilts. A lot of people don't know that it's Messy Quilts because my last name is Messerly. So hopefully you gathered that. <laughs> I'm a t-shirt quilter, long arm quilter, reside in Utah. And this is my obituary year. Heck yeah. Oh, let's <laughs> let's chat about that yeah, in just a minute. We'll pin that, that one. Okay, pin. <laughs> we'll also talk about our pins in a minute. Okay. <laughs> and you are? And I am Ashlyn Downs of Urban Dwell Studio. And as you will find out shortly, the studio is not very studio-y. It's a table in a living room by a children's library. I will share that in this episode, but I am a pattern designer. And I am a quilter, relatively new quilter, and we are both millennials and finding we're, a place. we're proud of it. We're finding our place just like the rest of you, Gen Z, millennial, Gen Xers, and anybody else who's not in those age groups, you are absolutely welcome. I think that's what we hear a lot in our reviews <laughs> and like people that DM us on Instagram. The first thing they say is, I'm I'm not young, I'm not a young quilter, but I love you guys so much. You don't have to be a young quilter. Yeah. Like this space is for you too. So yeah. welcome. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yep. Speaking of reviews, we have one from Delori. Uh, this podcast is one of my favorite corners of the quilty world. These, la these ladies have a true love for the craft and a heart for everyone to have a seat at the table. I look forward to every episode. Keep, yeah, seat at the table. That's There's a seat here. <laughs> there really is actually a chair here. Yes. Okay. Let's chat about our little goal slash game slash race really quick. Yep. What were, how many reviews did we have? As of right now, we have 171 reviews. Okay. Our goal is 200 to right. before before we get our other auction quilt back um if you missed it a couple episodes ago we talked about how we created an auction quilt um because you guys helped us get to a hundred ratings mm -hmm. we still don't have that quilt back because we it's being hung in a show but the show is like a little local thing and like kind of just a pop-up thing that we mm -hmm. don't quite have all the details on yet <laughs> we were like and killing two birds with one stone it's totally fine yeah we created the quilt for this but also to then be donated yeah. and we just don't have it back yet so we also don't know when it's coming back so the goal is for us to get it back before we hit you. 200 right. ratings and reviews however if you guys are able to muster up 200 ratings on apple Podcasts, um before we get the quilt back, we're gonna make two. Yeah, unknown. Regardless, when you guys get to two hundred, we are making another auction quilt. Right. This will be our third. It'll be three. If in this you group. do it mm -hmm. before we get the quilt back. We will make two. And the so, quilt could come fourth. back tomorrow, or it could be another two months. Yeah, we. But it's we will soon. See. So you guys are on a timeline that is unknown to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and you're at one hundred and seventy-one. Yeah. So math that literally out. Literally, like. Just a few more of you. Mm -hmm. Grab, write a, just I was going to say, like, stars. grab a pen, but, but that, please don't. 
<laughs> Please don't write on Please your phone. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't write on your phone. <laughs> Just tap those five stars. Yeah. Because that also helps us get other people to find us. Yeah. It helps us go to keep going. We like hearing what you have to say. Yeah. And and like um I think too, when we when I see a podcast and it doesn't have if it has like four point one stars, I'm not listening to it. Yeah. So it helps us. Yeah. So what's the date for this episode? The fifth? Mm-hmm. Sixth? Okay. Uh, yeah. Whatever that day is. If you are hearing this and it is right after the release, you still have time to grab a t-shirt before QuiltCon. Yes. Get your merch. Um, We will be there wearing our merch. Mm -hmm. I think it's like the last time you can get your merch. It's going to be close. I have like really lofty goals to try to finish a sweater, knitting a sweater before QuiltCon. Before QuiltCon? I haven't started it yet. I don't even... You haven't started yet? (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I'm almost caught up on all of my quilting, so... And all your Marco Polos for me, so you should be good. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite on your Marco Polos. <laughs> it's my obituary year. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you guys have time to grab merch. Speaking of, we're going to be wearing merch. Grab yeah. it. Find us at QuiltCon. Mm-hmm. We'll take pictures in our matching merch. Like that. Go Threadhead. Oh, speaking of, thank you for this reminder. Yeah. I just got back from Road to California. Loved it. Was a vendor there. Helped a friend. And um, I'm sitting in the booth and I look up and what do I see but this beautiful purple shirt that says, I didn't choose a thread life, the thread life chose me. And I went, threadhead! (laughs) From across the alleyway. And the sweet mom just beamed and I said, I'm the co-host because I had to introduce myself to her. Because we don't show our faces enough. We don't show our faces (laughs) And I mean, she knew, she's like, oh yeah, I know. She knew who I was, but it was funny that it was like I was kind of fangirling over her because she was like yeah, a listener in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> so Leah from Road to California, thank you for being with us. And your daughter is a gem. She was super sweet. She kind of gave a little bit of an eye roll because I think she saw us fangirling <laughs> over each other, but got a picture with her. So yes, find us in, or I will hunt you down. Yeah. Or I will hunt you down. That was my nails on me. Way to go. Sorry. Way to I'm really excited about this. Sound, Lacey. No, or I will hunt you down from across the way because that yeah. was the first time we saw our merch yep. out in the world. Yeah, we so. love we love you guys so we much. Love you. It's seriously like it's weird. <laughs> it's the best part of it. <laughs> it's a good weird, but it's weird. Uh-huh. It's weird that people know what I sound like before they walk up to me. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> like we are just their friends. Yeah. And we, are, we yeah. So, we love you anyway. guys so so much. Mm-hmm. So check the merch, get your shirts. Yeah. Um, Speaking of reminders, we had one more thing we were going to talk about. My pins. Oh, yeah. Pins? Yeah. My obituary year. Yeah. So we said pin. Yeah. We'll talk about that first, and then we'll talk about your obituary year. So in real life, when we're out experiencing the world, and we see something odd that would be weird to talk about in public or make note of, Uh (laughs) we just side eye or look at each other and say pin pin it's not necessarily like we're gonna trash talk this but it's gonna be like hmm, i have a question about what was just said <laughs> let's pin that and talk about it later follow up like that was was that weird did i misunderstand that like right we'll look at each other say pin uh-huh take a little mental picture of this situation and come back to it later and say unpin unpin <laughs> and just dump this information <laughs> and it's amazing how much you can remember that thing yep because the other person will go oh hey you had that pin about oh yeah because there's two of you okay i have to know something because i i need to know what color your pin is it's red of course oh <laughs> isn't it isn't it your pin red 
<laughs> no, guess what color mine is? Um, black. Mine's white. It is? <laughs> this little invisible mental pin. <laughs> it's white? Yeah. That's so wrong. <laughs> Yours is red. That's like bad. It's important. <laughs> mine's like a big, thick white thumbtack. Wow, mine's a big red thumbtack. Because it's like, important. Like the emoji? Yeah, like the emoji. Okay. That's probably that why I got sense. it from because I'm a millennial Unoriginal. brain. Yeah, because I'm a millennial <laughs> brain and I grew up with it. I mean, I will say, though, whenever I highlight our Excel sheets, our Excel sheets with the red like line, you're like, I don't like red. It stresses me out. And I'm like, I like red because it helps me like focus on it. I purposely buy all the same color thumbtacks. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, and circling back, um, when I first started quilting, the Wonder Clips. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, I texted Lacey and was like... So what, are we all just doing like rainbow wonder clips? This is out of control. Is there a place where I can buy just one color? And she's like, actually, I don't, no. I don't think and so. I was fully prepared to buy like eight sets and of wonder clips out. and just sort the colors. <laughs> See, that's funny that you said that because I literally just bought the thread minders that you like put around your yeah. Um, like yeah. cone threads because mm -hmm. I wanted to keep them organized with the bobbins. And I saw them online, and I was very aware that they were rainbow color. I know that that's what I purchased. I know that that's what was coming to me. But yet, I still opened them and went, yeah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and sent them back. Because they were all too colorful. They all Why just can't these match. all be black? Yeah. Or red? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, anyway, what color? What because color? men are making them. Men? <laughs> like, they think that crafters need rainbow color. Yeah. Like, like no, for I kids. want it all to match. I want so that when black. I'm looking for it, I know what color I'm looking for. Yeah. I agree. Not a like <laughs> innocuous. It could be red or purple. <laughs> or purple. Neither of which color I enjoy very much. Or yellow. Yeah. And the tones are just wrong. Yeah. They are always wrong. Yeah. It's like just eh off. I want yeah. a little more moody. We need to make some sexy quilting oh. notions. Put a pin in that. <laughs> White pin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Okay. So going back before we start our topic, because we have wanted to talk about this. Wait, you had an obituary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You had an obituary year last yes. year. Yep. Explain to our friends what an obituary year is. Okay. So I turned 30 last year. Mine wasn't really an obituary year as much. It was a like catch the heck up year. Like, yeah. You had a lot of children. Over yeah. After being pregnant or breastfeeding for like a actual decade, um, like it just takes a toll on your body. But more so, like, when you're a mom, you miss a lot of doctor appointments for yourself because you're busy taking your other people to their appointments. So, like, I just had, like, really put off, like, obviously not my OB appointments. Um, <laughs> that was very regular. But every, back. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't think my, like, annual visit, like, ever rolled around. <laughs> there was just another trillion. It's <laughs> amazing. Um, anyway, like, just dental appointments and just, I don't know, it all piled up. And, like, last year I was like, I'm turning 30. I want to feel like I have my crap together. I definitely, I surely do not. But as far as, like, medically, like, mm -hmm. I'm I'm young and I should, like, take better care of myself. So, I scheduled all the appointments, all the dentist appointments, yeah. all, I like had multiple root canals, which spoiler, like having children tanked my teeth and yeah, 
before having children, I had zero cavities. And after, it was a mess. <laughs> yeah. So it took the better part of the year to get all of that. As you guys heard, I got the <laughs> removal, the dental implants in. Um, yeah, as you guys also heard, I had that removal. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a medically significant year for right. old Ashlyn. <laughs> for old 30-year-old Ashlyn, which then made me realize, like, oh, dang, I'm turning 40. Yeah. In, like, less than 30 days. And I'm a little bit weirded out about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm realizing I need, I have a list of things I need to go do. Yeah. So we decided it's obituary year. Yeah. Including, and not limited to, getting an actual good photo so that when you do die or something happens, your husband isn't picking the one of you on the couch with drool on yeah. your face. So, like, the whole obituary year has... Lacey's has turned into obituary year. Yes. Because it's, like, it's sad when women die and, like, we leave this legacy of, like, people not knowing us very well. Because mm -hmm. they were... Taking care of everybody else. Yeah, because yeah. they were being taken care of. Not that you should need to be taken care of to be loved, mm -hmm. but to have the people that you love know you is, like, profound and important. And it, I think it's sad how, like, men's, like, headstones read, like, amazing <laughs> outdoor fishermen <laughs> yeah. and... Excellent outdoors uh -huh. specialist, loved serving in the Navy for 40 years. And women's are like, mm, she Homemaker. was a great mother. Yeah. And like, we're just so much more than great mothers. And I, we decided like, oh, I guess we'll just freaking write it ourselves yep. so that ours doesn't quote, just unquote, say she was a homemaker, great, loving wife she and knew mother. how to make bread. Yeah. Right. I want to be more than that. Yeah. So, um, obituary. Year. So we're we're writing so the obituaries along. ourselves. <laughs> we write my obituary. Yeah. I know it's. I know that it's morbid, and I understand that I'm only forty. Don't leave us. I, <laughs> I fully understand. In the whole realm of life, it is young. However, I will say, my thirties went really fast. That I just feel like I can't believe I'm forty. Like it just feels weird. Feels like it just, this one feels the most significant in my life so far. So, and it's probably because things are so great. So, I don't know. Yeah. Follow along. Just making everything count. Yeah. And a little more. Kind of just, yeah, slowing down and yeah. recognizing the people and the places and mm -hmm. the things that are really important to you. Yeah. Like quilting. Like quilting. Like yeah. a podcast that we agreed to do for another year. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. All right. That's my therapy session. Okay. What are we talking about today? We are talking about sewing spaces. I, we, I, we <laughs> chose this topic because I think there's a lot of misconception in the quilting world, particularly on Instagram. And, you know, we watch YouTube video tutorials of quilters and they're in these beautifully curated sewing spaces that are like the epitome of like, your Pinterest board and it's all the things they have the cutting table the separate sewing table that moves up and down they have rolls where they can store their ribbons that aren't used for quilting but their other crafts and just like a beautifully coordinated wall of fabric and also room for a design wall like <laughs> right. and a TV yeah what's it like uh -huh. um I think the illusion is that that's what most people have 
Um, but the reality is that th that's that not exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, that Most people real. do not have that. Yeah. Um, and I think we want that. Sorry, I keep saying, um, I'm trying really hard, guys. <laughs> this is very passionate. Oh, I didn't even notice, to be I, honest. I just, people are trying to make quilting work in their lives. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get discouraged when they see these spaces. And there's not a lot of representation of, you know, kitchen table sewing. Yeah. <laughs> because, sorry, it's ugly. Yeah. I do it myself. It's not cute. That's why there's not a lot of pictures of me sewing. At the table, right. I also wonder how many quilters don't start because of this. Yeah, I think thing. I think like, that might be interesting. You can do that study and get back to us. <laughs> Let us know. Any other researchers out there want to <laughs> do a survey? <laughs> yeah, because it's just like, how am I? Where am I supposed to start? Where am I supposed to put? Because it's it's not like crocheting or knitting where you can sit with thing in your hand. It's I need yeah. a machine. Like, what's your basic bare minimum supplies? Yeah. The basic bare minimum supplies like fill half of a closet or a quarter right. of a. Like the cutting closet. board, the cutting mat, and the sewing machine alone is yeah. like, yeah, and that's basic. And fabric, yeah, then you have fabric, yeah. Like it's it's really difficult to make your sewing stuff take up very little space, mm -hmm. and it can be done, and I've seen it done. I've done it myself, mm -hmm. but it isn't preferred. <laughs> I did love because you posted a video the other day of your quilt that is going to be hanging in quilt cod. I'm so excited to see it in real life. And it's and you had posted it hanging up on your wall that you have to take your picture frame off and had it and you're ready to mail it out. And you said sticky crumbs and fingers now and then it's going to be hanging up with white gloves and nobody's yeah. going to touch it. Like yeah. that's just I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, it's I mean, I I'm pretty like picky about my kids being around my quilt, but it's also a quilt, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, reality. It, it can be cleaned, but just it's the irony mm -hmm. hit me and I was kind of like safeguarding it a little <laughs> bit because little Teddy kept wanting to, I had it hung up on like the photo backdrop hanger and he kept wanting to like walk under it and have it be like, <laughs> A curtain. And he's three. Yeah. And I was like, don't touch it. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. Granted, it's white. And I didn't want to have to, oh, yeah. uh, like, <laughs> do any, like, right. remedial cleaning. But yeah. I I just, like, paused and was like, it's so funny that I'm stressing about this right now. And it's gonna in go three weeks, it's going to be hanging up. And a, with white little, <laughs> a cute little lady with white gloves, white cotton gloves will pick up the corner to show people what the back yeah. looks like. <laughs> and my little three-year-old's rubbing his peanut butter peanut jelly butter. mouth all over <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so, it's so true. Yeah, I think, I mean, that just kind of like magnifies. I showed how close that space is to my living room, like, my children play four feet away from where I'm creating yeah. and we will get into it in just a little bit on like how our uh, spaces have transformed over the years. But in reality, like I, I guess I do prefer being near them mm -hmm. Yeah, for a lot of different reasons. But my deep philosophical reason that I'll say right now is like, it's really important for my kids to see me doing what I love and what I'm good at mm -hmm. and being creative, um, particularly my boys for when they grow up and are partners or spouses to mm -hmm. somebody else, maybe a creative 
-hmm. person or surely another person with gifts and abilities outside of parenthood Mm -hmm. and to value that like my husband our lovely sound engineer does Mm -hmm. i think is really important totally but amen end of show (laughs) just it's true though just to see that Hey, it's doable. mom spends a lot of time on this and like gets mad when I rub my crummy fingers <laughs> on it. But like, like my girls finally just realized like, oh, like those quilts go somewhere. Yeah, right. Like that's kind of cool. And um, my mom actually like works and does this. Yeah. Oh, like that's... Emmy was like, oh, you, you do this? Cause she was looking at, I was making the cute little socialite sampler blocks which there is still time to do if you haven't signed up yet. Um, but I was making my blocks and I like to print out my patterns that I'm reading, like not mine, but other people's. So I'm a paper pattern girly and I printed it out and it was Wendy's and Emmy was like, this is so cool. It's pretty. And she's like, it's just like Legos. I was like, it is, <laughs> which is funny because that's what I tell people I do. I that, say, I write Christina the Lego said. patterns. Yeah, isn't that what Taylor and Christina said? I say that. You said that, yeah. I write the Lego patterns for quilts. <laughs> and so she was like mesmerized by this. And she's like, oh, is this what you do too? And I was like, yeah, this is what I do. She's yeah. like, do people pay you money? And I was like, yeah, yeah they, do. they do. And her eyes got big and like excited, like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah. So I think it's finally clicking for them. That's so cool. It's just, I don't know. It's important for them to see that. For sure. And it's easy to hole up and want to be like in your own bubble. Mm-hmm. With door closed Trust like I usually me. am. <laughs> I get it. I want that too most of the time. But it is important for them to value and, your work too. And you, you've had times where it's you're working and then you pull out the machines for the girls, mm-hmm. right? It's getting to where, yeah, come create with me. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. I think even just with like anything with children, it right. takes so much practice and effort to get to a point of like self-sustaining <laughs> right. pleasure that it's like, oh, so much work. It's uh-huh. like the equivalent of going out to eat with your toddlers and training them how to be at restaurants right. so that maybe when they're eight or nine, like it'll be, be pleasant. Fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you know, there's a lot of things like that as a parent, but one for us is like training them how to use the sewing machines and mm-hmm. how to rethread it when the thread falls out. And the older two can mostly do that unless That's it gets so- tangled. Um, but we, yeah, it's been a lot of like days of sewing that are frustrating because I just, I just sit there and basically rethread machines constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And it's starting to get there. Yeah. And then in 20 years, I'll be on a interviewing somewhere and saying, my mom sat with me. Right. Like it's so minuscule right now, but they see you doing it. Yeah. I think it's just cool to know how the world works and they can see. um, We had a hole in our couch and my nine year old Lucy was like, oh, we this could just be stitched back together right here. And like, that wasn't her saying she felt confident doing it, uh-huh. but she understood how the seams went together. Wow. Like, just by doing it. And it was cool. That's cool. I, Good job, Mom. <laughs> I mean, sustainability nerd coming out here. I know. I think the world throws away so many broken things that could be fixed or mended. And... Like, there's just so much waste, and I just hope that more people can learn, like, really basic sewing mm-hmm. skills so that they can fix 
a shirt with a hole in it right. instead of throwing it away and throwing their money away. And, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's a really practical skill as well as good art form. Mm -hmm. All right. Back into this. We just wanted to like validate you guys. Yeah. We see you. Yeah. We see your sewing spaces. I think not everybody has a cute, perfectly sparkly white table. <laughs> That's so cutting. true. <laughs> so true. Sometimes we cut on our floor. <laughs> Sometimes we're on our floor. With scissors and not the rotary cutter. Because <laughs> it's just you have to do what you got to do. Yeah. I think like just finding the space that works for you in this stage of life is really important. I think. We all love this hobby so much, and it makes me sad to think that anybody would choose not to do it because they feel that their space isn't mm -hmm. enough. Right. Because, you know, our our grannies and great-grannies were cutting out fabric with cereal, <laughs> cereal box templates with scissors. And before yeah. that, they were using candlelight. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been, like, studying um like norwegians and vikings a lot lately and just like the they didn't have windows in their lodges and so they had to sit really close to the fire wow. but most people didn't want to sit by the fire because it was too, really hot, too hot. <laughs> so they'd move away and just do stuff with dim light wow or sit outside and do it so i think we can sew quilts at our Kitchen tables. Right. I agree. Or countertops or coffee tables, which I've done before, which is kind of fun. Um, if the Vikings can do it by <laughs> by light, by no light and outside. <laughs> we got this, guys. I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about our spaces a little bit. Yeah. I think we've curated spaces. I, I don't... Mine is not well curated but i have achieved the most that i can achieve yeah with what we and have done a great job yeah and i'm happy and content with it but i think we've both have had to work shifted it. a lot over um, the years. i also think that it's deceiving for your photos because you do a great job of showing i don't think people really realize how yeah the I, one of the one for the quilt con was the first one that you kind of had to, not first but one of the ones that i noticed that i was like oh you can really see how everything's right there yeah, like mm -hmm. my, where I have my design wall, it's actually just, it's like a wall and it's technically like kind of a hallway. Yeah. But it has artwork on it that goes up and down, like it's kind of heavy and I move it on and off of the wall <laughs> when design wall is not in use and just props along the wall on the opposite side, uh -huh. it which is in our dining room. Um, so it's... It's kind of a difficult setup when I have the design wall up, right. but it's okay. Do you think that that gets you into getting quilts done quickly? Just because if yeah. you have it halfway on the design wall, yeah, it's like I either have to take it off the design wall to yeah. do life yep. if it gets to be a weekend. So yeah. it's like, or I just finish this. Yeah, I would yeah. say the only thing, like the only project that has taken me longer than like a week probably is the mountain quilt. Mm. And that, that quilt con. That would be it. It took quite like a few weeks. So it was on the design wall. And I also like the design walls are just not big enough for most of my quilts. So mm -hmm. I've just committed to using push bins that are not red <laughs> <laughs> to hang up the fabric that doesn't 
like sit on the design wall. So it okay. stays up, uh, which is really fun for my cat. <laughs> I've had to restitch some things before because uh-huh. he will just pull it off the wall. Yeah. And it's pinned. And so it rips. It rips, yeah. So he's a turkey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it. It is, I can describe it really quickly. It's like we have a long rectangular living room and essentially 40% of the living room is unusable because it doesn't connect. It's like a really Mm -hmm. awkward cutoff. It's like a loft area kind of. Yeah. It's like just so, so weird. It should have been framed as like its own room with Mm -hmm. like a door. Yeah. But they didn't, and it's an older house, so whatever. Anyway, there's, like, a really big sliding glass window on one end of the living room, which is where I have my stuff set up, and the opposite side is a nice big window, like, picture window. So between the two spaces, like, there's really nice natural light. There is great light. Not for taking photos. (laughs) That's for other reasons. But as far as creating goes, the the light (laughs) – sorry – is like really fabulous so the light is good but i have to leave that hallway that i talked about open because it connects the living room <laughs> one side of the living room to the dining room and like the main walk we have a galley kitchen and uh-huh. it's on the opposite side of the kitchen i can't describe this <laughs> any better guys it's actually <laughs> that messy uh, so we also use my sewing space for like our children's library slash our library and there's all of all of the family books reading's really important to us and I have a antique dining table set up there and it has my sewing table it has well it's my sewing table it's my cutting table and it's my pressing table all in one wow and it works pretty well yeah. It's kind of annoying to like have to move so much. It's not a very good work triangle, mm-hmm. which is something that's important to me. But it has to work okay for when I'm doing design wall stuff. So I get sort of annoyed when I have blocks or quilts that require like short seams, right. pressing, trimming, because right. that really f- doesn't flow very well. Yeah. It's frustrating. But other than that, it's. It's fine. Yeah. No, you make incredible stuff yeah. in your spot. <laughs> so I mean, we can talk about the humble beginnings of the kitchen table sewing. Our old house had a little laundry room. Yeah. That had a, I had a cute little space set up, but ultimately I had to bump it because I, I needed it for a mudroom space. So right. that got bumped. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. I've really always kind of just had like temporary sewing spaces, so... Hope you guys are hearing yourselves <laughs> represented <laughs> very well. Saying, nodding and yep. Yep, saying and yep. when I started my previous business, Hand Remade Co., every single item was made at my kitchen table. And How many stockings was that one year? Like over, over 300. 300. Yeah. Like hundreds and hundreds, thousands of items were made on my kitchen table in <laughs> Cottonwood Heights. That's so crazy. And like when... We needed the table. I had to move everything. Like, yeah, and it's not like Ashlyn had like one kid. Yeah, we had <laughs> like a couple kids, five kids at the time. Right. So everything got moved from the Every table day. to the buffet. Yeah, and like, and it's not like and it's not like it was yep. like oh, I'm just going to put it on the floor for a minute. It's like no, I got to yeah. move it and mm-hmm. just like 
it was a really small, like 1300 square foot house with three bedrooms and the laundry room and mudroom was like really a big, like game changer. Mm -hmm. I would kill for that space now. (laughs) Uh, Man. Anyway, like just, I had to keep inventory like well labeled and in bins and stuff Mm -hmm. in like the really clean part of my garage and my one car garage and like parking my minivan in the garage and like having to like scoot past the stuff and like (laughs) I don't know we were making it work and but I think that's killing it but that's what I think (laughs) that I love about what you do though is it's like because I feel like on the flip side my side it's like well unless I have a sewing room I can't that's I can't do that I can't figure that out like why would I do that you know so to like make it work and be so successful is really inspiring, you know? Yeah. That's really cool. Talk about your first sewing space. So we've talked about your first, when you Mm -hmm. first started quilting before. We'll go back to 2015, (laughs) 2015. I'm pregnant with my second kid. Um, Okay. So when I started quilting, it was, it was a really slow burn for me. It's not like Ashlyn that had a fire for for it, mainly because I didn't grow up in a creative world. I didn't feel like I grew up um, uh, stretching that muscle, flexing that muscle as far as creativity. So when quilting entered my life, I felt like I was, oh, thinking, oh, okay, this is definitely what I was meant to do. I love creating, but it was also new for me. So I came into it very slowly. So my first sewing space was in this house that we're sitting at right now. And I will admit our, we bought a house too big. Part of it was that we thought we were going to have more kids. Um, and then part of it, it was in 2013. So the market was great, right? Um, the house is too big. We've talked about downsizing all the things, but for a long time, our basement was unfinished. And the only place we had, we have a Rambler style house. So upstairs was the kids and Mike and I, and downstairs was unfinished. And so I had a little table in the corner of the basement, unfinished, which a lot of quilters do. And um, the day on my birthday in 2013, 2015, I had come downstairs. Mike said he had to show me something in the sewing room and I came downstairs. I'm gonna cry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not only was the space um, organized and beautiful, but it was an actual room and it was made by Ashlyn. It was like right when Ash and I were, we were having babies and I don't know how she managed to pull it off. I'll have to find a picture for it, but she had hung, I don't even know what it was. Tablecloths. They're like Ikea curtains. Ikea curtains on these unfinished walls and put a rug down. Dude, I am crying. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really the first time that I thought, wow, I really have a space for me. Like it really was, and it was validating. I felt validated and I was in this basement for five years and that's really, wow. (laughs) Um, I think that's really when I found my, I, again, five years of creating in that space, but I didn't do anything. I did. It wasn't like I was trying to market my, I was just figuring out who I was. I was, had my second kid, people who closely know me know that like new motherhood was really hard for me. And it was just a quiet space where I would just, it just felt different to me. It felt like I was in a different space and it was so great. So we went through that. And then of course my husband said, Hey, we're finishing the basement. So I said, well, we got to figure out where to put all my stuff because you know, at this point now that I've been a quilter for five years, 
my stash is growing, my stuff is growing, I need more things. Um, and so we spent 2019 and 2020 finishing the basement. We had every week. It was really sad taking that room down because, and it was literally right here in this movie right where room, we're sitting. Right, where, right where we're sitting, like 10 years later. Um, and we covered everything up. We finished the basement really quickly. And at that point we had an extra bedroom. So I moved it over to a basement room and, um, kept, you know, pandemic hits. I didn't so much during the pandemic. And in 2021, I feel like that's when I really started my quilt journey where I am now. I really started finding my voice. I started doing things a little bit differently, a little bit more modern than what I had been taught prior. And just really things started to take traction. People started asking me to make things and pay me for it. And that was also the same time that I thought maybe I need a long arm. <laughs> so, you know, cause it's like, you just a snowball. As one does. As one does. And uh, we got the long arm and we got it in that room. And trying to get videos in that room, it has one tiny window because it's a basement window. I looked at Mike just last summer and I said, I think I need to move upstairs and move the kids. And luckily the kids at that point, you know, they're 10 and 8 now. So they needed to move to the basement. So finally now I am upstairs next to a window <laughs> with a door. And I think I'm finally set. But it's been 10 years. Yeah, lighting makes such a difference. Like, yeah. you just, you also were really uninspired to sew downstairs, too. 100%. Just, I didn't realize I was uninspired yeah. either. Like, I think you chalked a lot of it up to, like, the wall color. And, mm -hmm. like, granted, the shape of the room was a little bit difficult for your stuff. But, right. like, the lighting was a big part. And you yeah. tried to paint it, fix yep. that with paint and, like, making it cool and unique in your own and a place mm -hmm. where you could create but ultimately like mm, we just not need really nice windows and not only that like I that's when t-shirt quilts really took off mm -hmm. and people would show up to the house and I'd have to like come upstairs mm -hmm. and it now only being upstairs for I mean it's not even a year now I can see out the window I can see when clients are here I can see when people are picking up their quilts and I'm right down the way that people want to see the long arm. And instead it's like, hey, come to my creepy basement. Right. <laughs> like, go in this really creepy door. Right. Shut. <laughs> Here, walk down this hallway two feet away. Yeah. You can see it and you're safe. <laughs> yeah. So having it just right by the front door um, down the hallway has been really motivating and great. So, but I, I do uh, connect with you in the way that I, there are some days when I am in the room and the kids have to find me and then they find that I'm working. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it, they have to definitely, they don't know that I'm always down in there working. They don't realize what I'm doing as much as maybe your kids are, you know? Yeah. So that's my spelling space. One of my previous sewing spaces in our current house, when we first moved in, I still had my like repurposed quilts business and I set it all up in our bedroom thinking like, this will be great. Like our room is pretty large, at least compared to our old bedroom. Yeah. And so I was like, this is just enough space. Like we also have a really large closet that I can fortunately keep most of my quilting stuff and all of my, almost all of my quilting stuff is in there aside from like the daily <laughs> objects. <laughs> So it takes up half of our like walk-in closet, which is great. Fine. We don't need it for our clothes. Yeah. Anyway, it was in our bedroom and it was facing the wall, like away from the door. There's only one small window in our bedroom yeah. and it felt yucky for me to like create in there. Yeah. I can't really describe that because I know like 
having that space was like quite the privilege already, but just like, I thought I had a really nice like system and setup going, but ultimately like I was going to bed at night so stressed out because <laughs> the like last right there. thing I saw when I closed my eyes was my work. Wow. And I was like, I have to stop. I have to quit this. Like, Interesting. That was a big yeah. part of like quitting, like stopping my business because I just wasn't loving it anymore. And like just like the I'm space in the factory that it, in this corner. Yeah, yeah, the space that the product took up, I just couldn't. And, you're, and especially your master bedroom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And like the opposite wall, even if I faced the other direction, like it could, it was reflected in the mirror the, on the opposite <laughs> wall. So there's like no way getting. <laughs> There's no escaping it. And it was just like so toxic. I was like, nobody, like, you shouldn't go to bed seeing your work. No, not at all. <laughs> like, that's, that is that's the good terrible. thing I like about my door because yeah. it's in a bedroom now. And that I really, there are some days I leave and I purposely shut the door because I'm like, it gets to be too much. Yeah. You know? Just like the quiet beckoning. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> That's totally what it well, is. You should be sewing. You should have. You have a lot of things dishes. to be doing. That's what my long arm's saying. Why are you texting your friend back who you haven't responded to for three days? Right. Get back to work. <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it is definitely worth setting up where you feel best. Inspired. Yeah, and inspired. And, and you'll feel it in your yeah. body. Right. Yep. I, I genuinely still think about having the space down here and I miss it. Yeah. I miss this space because, and then part of it was the time of our lives too, maybe yeah. a little bit but of hey, nostalgia. Now we have a new, po- new hobby here. in the basement with podcasts. <laughs> You're going to make me cry again. <laughs> um, so do we have tips for our listeners? Do you have organizational tips? Yeah. I think as far as like, I don't know, really practical tips go, I think minimizing your stash. Because you don't need to buy all the things. Like we're not, this isn't to like purchase because I'm not about buying. Yeah. Yeah. Organizational things stress me out. I have a small stash compared to most quilters. You have a non-existent stash (laughs) compared to somebody who's... partly why I don't make my own quilts is because I just don't have anything to work with. In fact, I'm taking a class from Ashlyn on Saturday and... (laughs) I said, I think I'm just going to go and just hang out with you and just like support you because I genuinely can't even think about buying fabric. And she's and she made a good point. She's like, yeah, you have to go to the fabric store to get it because I can't even just sit in my stash and just pull something I love. I would genuinely have to go purchase it and going to a fabric store to figure out what I want and the project I don't know what I'm making. Just this. She's like, I'll pull it. I'll pull your fabric for you. (laughs) Like done. I gave Lacey, I'm giving Lacey a fabric pull. So yeah. it's a mystery what she's making <laughs> on Saturday. So yes, smaller yeah, I stash. Think keeping your stuff minimized. We can link that episode where we talked about um, like must-haves and keeping it simple. Like that was really the point that we made in that mm-hmm. episode. So we'll link that up and you guys can go back and listen because I think we both hold pretty true to that. Yeah. Um I do like I have more fabric than ever right now because of my art gallery gig the last year right. and just projects. But it's I I really go fabric shopping and purchase fabric that I don't have a plan for. We we do talk about like keeping a stash. I love having a stash. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. I 
personally love fabric. It's part of the hobby that like yeah. really <laughs> brings me in. Like the fibers are all, I'm all about it. So I'm not shaming anybody with a large, large stash. I think right. you do what you want with your fabric, but if you are pressed for space, fabric, Extra fabric's not your friend. <laughs> right, right, right. I also think it's hard to... I hope, we're, I hope we don't sound like we're, like, chiding anybody, but you and I are maybe not the people to be like, just work on one project at a time, because right. we both don't. only work on one project at a time, with, like, the exception of, like, overlapping steps Deadlines. in the process yeah. or, like, having to stop something because of a deadline. Right. And, or like, it's easier for you to batch process right. t-shirt quilts right. or something. Totally. Like, that's really the only exception. I'm only ever working on one quilt one. at a time. Right. And Same. I'm going to get it done under a week. Right. Because I then need to do the other project. <laughs> yes. And I think we also talked about this with the New Year's resolutions too. Like, really focusing in on what you want to make and what you want to put out into the world. Right. Versus like, flittering about and like catching on to the next shiny object, yes. the next popular sew-along, the next mm -hmm. big thing, and then losing interest mm -hmm. because it was popular shortly and then it, a, new, a new thing came up and you wanted to do that too. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do it. Just right. add it to your list, think about it for a couple of months, and if you still want to do it, then do it. Right. I have very little works in progress. In fact, yeah. I don't, I was cleaned out my room the other day because I was like, I need to organize a little bit better. And I came across a bucket that had the, um, the Irish chain quilt, the mm -hmm. colorful one from like three years ago that I was like, huh, I think this is literally my only work in progress yeah. I have. And it's not even a work in progress. It was extra fabric from a quilt I made that I thought I should make a second one. And that was it. And then you did. <laughs> and then I didn't. And now you can be done with it. Uh -huh. Yeah. I have zero. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm I mean, I currently do have zero, I guess. I mean, I, I like, I have a list of what I want to make, but yeah. that's not, I started one and then I didn't. Yeah. When I start a quilt, which is partly why I haven't started any of my own personal quilts, because I'm kind of scared to, yes. right? Like that's a little bit holds me back on that, but. Um, this might be a nice, like space saving tip for anybody that maybe is more like similarly minded to us in that way. Like we don't have a lot of projects going on at, like simultaneously. I like to start and finish something like in the correct order. Right. And I, um, when I get my fabric for a new project, because I guess I don't really count that as a work in progress. Like I just mm -hmm. have my projects line up that I'm going to right. get it's to. already scheduled. Yeah. And I have the fabric for probably 10 to 15 quilts right now. I bundle it up all together and I'll either put it in like a Ziploc or I will like tie it with like some extra, like a strip of fabric. Well, that's a and good so idea. each of my projects is oh, already like... kind of like kitted oh. and I don't put my fabric into my stash. Oh, good so idea. I think a lot of people get their fabric that for their upcoming project and then they like put it on a shelf and maybe they don't get around to it. And then it ends up getting worked into their stash. Uh -huh. And then when you, Go maybe to, think to make it you're like oh that probably that sounds too annoying to go dig through and figure out which fabrics are which but if you have it tied together yeah if it's tied up, together it's already... you're not going to use it for anything else right. and that's a great idea. it'll be staring at you as a little bundle uh -huh. that needs to be worked on right so that's maybe that's a, a tip idea. that i have and that can help you from just buying fabric right 
for sure. That's a great idea, dude. I don't have really much space sharing. I did buy a uh, a cone holder. <laughs> yeah, you had one. And I had one, one, and I purchased the second one because I thought instead of just shoving these and making it work, I need it. Now, granted, it looks empty, but it looks cleaner. Mm-hmm. And I think when your space is clean in that way for your brain, it just helps you be more productive. Yeah. It makes you want to do it more. Yeah. And yours is like in the closet too. Like and it I just mo- doesn't, your thread I, doesn't need to be out. No, all I actually moved it behind my door. Oh, nice. So you can't even see it when yeah. you're in there. It's like the door opens and you can't see it. Yeah. Like it, yeah. I think we're so used to seeing cute Pinterest yeah. board images with like the thread on display yeah. and like you guys can hide that stuff. <laughs> hide the ugly. It no, can be no. in a box. For sure. It doesn't have to be on display. You uh-huh. don't have to make everything part of the aesthetic. Right. I, I mean, no. You guys know me. I would really love that. Oh, yeah, right. I would like, love to have a cool... In the perfect world, right? Old, like, like... Studio. Yeah, like, a didn't studio. Didn't we just talk about a studio a couple of days ago? Yeah. Like, can we just have a warehouse and I would yeah. be the one, like, organizing it all and I shouldn't be in the with their sewing? Yeah. Like, that would be... Oh, I would love it. Black walls. It'd be yep. so great. Black brick. Uh-huh. Oh, dude. That'd be amazing. Okay, okay. next 10 years. We'll put it on the podcast. It means all it's right. going to happen. We're going to manifest it. <laughs> Okay, but I think we do have some tips as far as products go, maybe. You guys know we don't really push (laughs) products on you guys very often. Like, we have our ads, but it's usually for a service or an opportunity. We're not not out here slinging stuff, and we don't really (laughs) make money on our recommendations. So maybe these ones will be linked to our Amazon shop or something, but... Even still, it's pennies. So it is. Right? And if you're going to buy it anyway, just buy it through us. Just buy Whatever. it. Yeah. Anyway, we we like value you guys not overspending and yep. buying into the capitalism and everything and having junk. We don't like junk. We don't want to sell you guys junk. So all of these following products are... Like actually tried and true. <laughs> tried and true. <laughs> Bought them with our own money. Yep. Use them regularly. They yep. will genuinely probably make your life easier yep and yeah so that's our that's the disclaimer here okay mine is i was influenced by tiktok and it is the crisscross chair if you guys haven't seen it it is like a wide desk chair and it doesn't have arms okay and it's spin it swivels and it's adjustable in height and Did the I back, see this come up? Okay. It's like just extra wide. So if you are like a larger quilter, it's so, so comfortable. If you like to sit with a foot up, <gasps> this chair, <laughs> yeah, like just like you're doing, you have, you can like sit crisscross and use the leg bar for your machine. And what? Like, yeah. Okay. Like you still need your foot Birthday pedal, coming. but it, it's amazing. Dude. I love it. And when I need to cut stuff, I can raise the height up. I know a lot of people have adjustable chairs, but it's so comfortable and it's really cute. Yeah, I have it's like beautiful. the white canvas. I one. just pulled it up online. It comes in a few colors, whatever. Um, and I think it was like eighty bucks. Yeah, this says Amazon has it for seventy. Yeah, and like seventy yeah. dollars and sixty six cents. Yes, they're super cheap they and, and they're beautiful. Yeah, and there are ones with wheels, but mm-hmm. I didn't trust my children <laughs> with a wheeled chair because it is like i said a in our living room chair. right and while that would have been great for me i could see them 
playing with it as a toy, which they sometimes like to sit on it and mm-hmm. spin around. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, go ahead. The one that I that stuck out to me that I did early on was um, a desk. I still have a desk that my sewing machine is in, but it was a little bit wider, so I, I, did, I used a cutting mat as a cutting mat place, and then I would just move the cutting mat and then sew. And so it was a desk, and you can thrift a desk anywhere, and you essentially cut out a hole for your machine to fit, and then I guess you do have to have a couple of tools. My husband added like a little <laughs> shelf. And so my machine slides into it. So it's flat. But then I have enough space mm-hmm. to then use it as a cutting. Like a proper sewing table yeah. that fits your machine. Like an actual sewing it was table. Like a, I think would be a really good investment even if we were buying it. For sure. Now, granted, that does take away that if you have to use your kitchen table, you probably don't want to cut a hole into your kitchen table. <laughs> Everybody's could, just like, like in jigsawing. <laughs> you can saw with us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then like wherever you're sitting at the table, you can just put like a piece of board over just it put when a you're plate eating over dinner. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so great. Um, but yeah, the Ikea shelves, I have like two of those. I like the Ikea shelves with the buckets. Mm-hmm. That helps. Um, I think like maybe us describing a drop down table was just really excruciating <laughs> for like Gen X generation. They're like, this is a thing like already. <laughs> Shut up girls. <laughs> like you're not inventing, you're not, uh, no, you're not inventing not, a sewing table. <laughs> I did not invent, I did not invent it like Ashlyn had with her cool chair. I don't have anything cool like that. Well, I think just... Uh, probably even our generation and like definitely people younger than us, like didn't, even our grandmothers probably wouldn't have used like a vintage or antique singer. They would have had newer machines, which mine did. So she didn't have a drop down, like fitted sewing machine. Whereas like a lot of people grew up seeing that in their home. It was like a stationary part of their house. Well, and now there's companies out there that you can just tell what machine you have and they have it literally like out for you. And those are... Mm-hmm. lot of money. Yeah. Like the younger listeners, the sewing machine used to like come with a table. Yeah. <laughs> like they used to be attached. Right. <laughs> like, and then you'd close it. Yes. Right. And like, then it was a table. Right. <laughs> with no hole on top. With no hole on top. Like it had a lid that opened up for some extra space. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a good point. So just acknowledging that we are aware. <laughs> You actually used to have one. I did used to have one, and then I ran out of space in my house. Yeah, it was so cute. I did. I really loved it. Um, Okay, and then... I was also really sad it didn't actually work. I tried to get it to work. Oh. I'm going to get it to work. I never tried it. Yeah. Anyway. I actually didn't know the machine was in it. You didn't? No. (laughs) But, like, now I think about it. I guess I didn't really care. Yeah. Now I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was really heavy. Yeah. Makes sense. Anyway. (laughs) Um... Another item that I say buy it is the Fonz and Porter portable design wall. I need to do that. I feel like they're kind of getting hard to get. I don't know if they're still producing them, but Joanne, like in store, has them. They don't usually have them online. And the only one that I found last when I because I just replaced mine a couple mm-hmm. months ago. And I Is it didn't really want to open it. Twenty six dollars. Yes, it's twenty six dollars. It was like hundreds. No, it's twenty six dollars, and it has grommets on it, dude. And it's it's like a tablecloth. Yeah. So I'm not like saying this is an amazing product. It's a like vinyl tablecloth 
with like the fuzzy backing and you design use the fuzzy backing as your design wall. I think a lot of quilters use the fuzzy tablecloth for their design wall. My preference is this design wall because of the grommets. So mm -hmm. the grommets don't rip because oh, I use yeah. white thumbtacks on my wall. <laughs> and you have a cat that pulls down your stuff. And the grommets like make sure that the vinyl doesn't rip. Granted, a tablecloth is cheaper than $26 typically. So replacing it is fine. But my favorite thing about this is that it has two inch grid. So you know what my stuff looks like. I, it's improv. And so I don't really measure a lot of stuff, but I use the grid to make sure things are aligned. Uh, so like I can kind of just hold up fabric to where I need it to go and see, oh, it's going to fill that three grid right. space. I need to make it six, six and inches. a half inches. Huh. So I, uh, that's kind of my life. It, it does look like it's on Amazon, but you're right. It is a little bit hard to find because yeah. when you click on the link that says Fonz and Porter design wall, it takes you to Amazon and the first three are not Fonz and Porter design wall. You have to scroll down a little bit. Yeah. Like I think also on Amazon, they're like reseller ones. So they're like 40 bucks. Or yeah. Like yeah. over that even. I'll link what I can find. Okay. We'll link those up. Cause like. I need to go. They're amazing. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but I need and, to go. And yeah, I, I'm going to buy a new one just to have, because my, I let my old one get so beat up. Yeah. Before one replacing time. it. Yeah. Um, we talked about painting your space. Mm-hmm. If that, I don't know, like, don't be frivolous, obviously. <laughs> We're never going <laughs> to tell you to <laughs> just go blow a bunch go, of cash right? on stuff I'm... that doesn't matter. But like, if your room is like, a color that you didn't ever choose. You moved into the space and it's a random color that like mm -hmm. really grosses you out and you don't like being in there creating painted a color that you want. Put whatever you want on the wall. You know what? Holes can be filled up. It's true. I think it's true. We have a friend, Gigi, yeah. our friend Gigi. She has her mini quilts all over her wall, which yeah. I love. And like so when she does swaps. mini swaps, yeah. she's very particular on what swap she does mm -hmm. so that they all look the same, which I thought yeah. was a great idea. Good idea. You know. But I think like so many people grew up with the notion that like, yeah, filling in a hole is a pain in the butt, mm -hmm. but like, it's just you a can house. literally, <laughs> it's just a house. It's meant to be lived in. Mm -hmm. And if you're not happy or making beautiful things or creating in the home that you live in, like what's, what what's the point? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What's your life? Paint, Come a wall. On, paint the wall. Mm -hmm. You can repaint it before you move out if you're renting. I mean, Maybe you actually cannot, so I, I can recognize that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe so, you were actually not allowed, but you probably have a white a wall. on the wall. Hang something temporary, like mm -hmm. thumbtack, white thumbtack. <laughs> white thumbtack holes. I buy white thumbtacks for your birthday. <laughs> I actually use clear ones for everything right now. Thumbtack holes, they can literally be filled in with toothpaste. Like, it's so it's, true. Like, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Or just, they could just not be filled in. Yeah, have use I ever, the space. No. Live live yeah live in, in your space life. and make beautiful things and let the people in your life live in the space with you too so. yeah amen i i mean drop. i think all. that's it okay. i guess we really think that's uh we did think that we should do a hashtag yeah because i want to see your spaces i want to see your space <laughs> show us your space man uh what did we say um hashtag sharing spaces okay yeah we so. want to see what your space looks like where you sew I think I, so many of you just are sewing from your mm -hmm. kitchen table when you share on our, in I know, your stories. I love and seeing it's great. what you're doing. Yeah. We had a chicken the other day 
for you can whatever so with us and i wanted to say something very explosive <laughs> in there <laughs> i'll tell you off air <laughs> to do with a chicken but i figured instagram would probably like a french word but, for a chicken <laughs> yeah okay. a dirty word for a chicken <laughs> so yeah so, the french word for the chicken, yeah, the french word for the chicken. <laughs> oh man so good okay all right all right, let's move into what we're digging. May I go first? Yeah. Okay. So I, from the um, suggestion of my sister-in-law years ago, said, you should get Audible. And I was like, I'll get Audible. And then I got Audible and I used it. And then I was like, I don't really like Audible. So I canceled Audible. <laughs> so I'm digging that I just renewed Audible and now I'm really digging Audible. <laughs> I have two things. <laughs> yeah. Both are kind of smart ass. Okay. First one, when you just said read new Audible, yeah. it sounded like you said read nude Audible. <laughs> I'm curious about that. Read nude Audible. I mean, it's smut. probably a new topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't search that. Do not Google that. Okay, that's you number don't one. already know. <laughs> don't. <laughs> so Audible said, hey, if you come back, you can only pay, you should only pay $5 a month for like five months. I was like, okay, I'll come back. Yeah, that's a great deal. And I just like have gotten through like a lot of books in the last couple Dang, of days. it's too bad. They can't extend that offer to their loyal customers <laughs> for nine years. I know. That's, not, that's <laughs> so weird. All right. So that's number one. What was your number two? Um, What? Your oh, sm- number two. I was going to say your sister-in-law sounds like a really smart wizard. She is a smart wizard because she gave me one of the best books I've read in a very long time to listen to. And it's called None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Yes. Yes. Um, Which is interesting for us, for books. For multiple reasons, because that is not the genre I ever read. Yeah. It is the genre you read. I'm all about it. But... I had read it first for some reason. For some reason? Yeah. Well, did it pop up on your Audible or something? Um, I get a lot of recommendations from TikTok. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Are you in BookTok? Oh. Yeah, BookTok. It, like, uh, and I have it tuned to like give me just what I need. Mm-hmm. And I So did you know what it was it. about going into it? No, not really. Interesting. Like, I didn't know the format, but immediately the format like captured me. It was so cool. Well, and it was, it was very well read. Yeah. From the author. Yeah. The like performance, audio performance was excellent. Phenomenal. The writing was excellent. The Mm -hmm. story, excellent. Yeah. The format I think is maybe more common in like the true crime genre. Mm -hmm. But, but for not me, too scary. A lowly biography, yeah. historical yeah. fiction. So that's where that's where we differ in our books. <laughs> okay, so how long was our Marco Polo that day when we like dissected why we read the books? Oh, I read. think it went on for like four hours. It was a couple hours, yeah, like back and forth. Yeah, uh, we <laughs> we realized that you like like murder mystery and like, yeah. mystery type books because. You like to try to guess what's going to happen. And I need the quick resolve. I need the quick, twisty, these long ones where you're describing all the things. My brain is not in it. And my favorite book is Anna Karenina. (laughs) Because, like, the English translation when he's walking through the meadow and describing it is the most beautiful piece of literature ever written. And I don't care who you are. It's beautiful. And it translated so well. And every time I listen to it, 
I rarely re- read or re-listen to books, but I listen to Anna Karenina. Okay, maybe I'll try every that one. single year in okay, the spring. Okay, maybe I'll try because it. that scene in the book, like literally nothing's really happening. Just the description makes me feel spring. <laughs> and I read all of my books to that standard. Yeah. And I want to feel the thing that they're describing and smell the woods that they're walking through. And I want to be surprised at the end with how they've worked, which is why I love Frederick Backman. Oh, I do. Big fan. Um, and I want to be surprised at the end. I want I want them to take me on a ride. And Lacey wants the checkbox. Like, I knew it was that lady behind the wall. <laughs> I knew it. it. But quick. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like I want to figure it out. Yeah. Like, quick, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when she's listening to Anna Karenina, she's, like, annoyed because she's waiting <laughs> yeah. for the answer. I'm waiting for the monster to come up out of the ground. Yeah. And, like, there's not. There's not, that's not going to happen. And we definitely deep dived into our traumatic experiences in our life as to why that is. We came up with some good answers, but for another podcast. Yeah. But it is interesting that we differ so much in that way. Because I thought that that's what every, I thought everybody read what I read. And it's not until I started really reading that I realized that people don't read the same things I do. Just kind of weird. I I won't say what books I don't like, but yeah, <laughs> maybe you can gauge off of like <laughs> what I do like. I mean, not to say that I don't like the books you send me. It just I know that there are some that you've sent me. And they're like, how do you like the book? I'm like, I got halfway and I just couldn't. Yeah, but it could it could be different as I get older. Yeah, right. I feel like in the last few years, I've realized what you like though. Like, I feel like I haven't sent you a bummer for a while. <laughs> oh, no, you've never sent me a bummer. No, I feel like just, like, interest-wise. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've realized, like, oh, just because I thought it was a 10, mm-hmm. it's not a lacy 10. And so now... But that's I, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, now I know I'm like, oh, like, I loved this and I want her to read it, but I'm not going to recommend it over this one that I know she's going to love. Right, but I think that that holds true for our relationship now that I feel like there's stuff that I, like, I even want to buy you that I'm like, oh, I'm not going to buy that for Ashley, right? Because we get, we've no, we, I feel like I'm getting to know you so yeah. well now that uh, one of the best books I've ever read that you sent me was I'm Glad My Mom Died. Yeah, that was so good. That was, that's an autobiography. I'm looking through my Goodreads to see. Okay, I'll book. look through mine too. <laughs> um, okay, a book that Vicady, our next guest, our next guest, spoiler alert, yeah. if you've listened oh. this far. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Uh, so when she, we ask you what our next guest is, I know who's going to listen. Surprise! <laughs> uh, she was like posting some books in her stories, and I was one of them was Yellow Face, and I had just finished reading it, and I said, I have never hated a main <laughs> character more in my entire life. The Sherlock Holmes short story? No, David. What? This one? I'm trying to look it up. This one? That's that one. Look at the first one that came up. No. Okay, the first one that came up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called Yellow Face. Right, yeah, sorry, we're going Yellow Face, one word. Yellow. Oh, one word. Okay. By R.F. Quang. Okay. Uh, I like to make sure that I'm reading oh. like a lot, of, like a variation of books and a lot mm-hmm. of diversity in the authors and that kind of thing. And, you know. That's very important to me. I picked up Yellowface per recommendation from TikTok. Uh, it was a great read. I will just leave it at I have never hated a main character more in really? my entire life. So cringy, not 
not bad writing, cringy, just the character. Really? Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll have to look into it. <laughs> this says 2023 Goodreads Choice Award winner. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah it was quite popular. Um, I will say in my defense, too, for reading, because I'm feeling very insecure. Why? <laughs> it's like I was not a big reader growing up. Yeah. So in some ways, I was talking to somebody about it, too, that um, I feel like my pendulum swings a little bit where it's like I get into really difficult books mm-hmm. that make you think. But then I really have to come back the other way quickly to e- easy murder mystery ones because they're easy for me to comprehend. And I think partly it's because I just didn't read much growing up. And you are very... <sighs> You don't you, read, you read a lot. like thousand page. No, books that's not on normal. the history of the Vikings. <laughs> Can't say I have. <laughs> well, but my brother is a big reader, and yeah. and I know why he's a reader. Yeah. So it's like it's interesting. It's just it's interesting how yeah different people. The Paper Palace was a good one. Oh, yeah. That so was that was one of our shared. Books. That was when it started. Yeah. Um, and Tom Lake. Tom Lake, I am halfway set. I have the book and I don't want to finish it. Oh my gosh. I yeah, because it was so good. So, I also so stopped good. halfway through because yeah. I was like, I it's can't too good. finish this. I can't, yeah. It was very, very good. The audio version. Did I say this already in something I was digging for Tom Lake? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Tom Lake and the audio version is narrated by Meryl Streep. So oh, Really? Yeah. I'll have to get in. Extra, extra. And speaking of Meryl Streep, famous people that I love. (laughs) The Making of a Major Motion Picture Masterpiece by Tom Hanks. Oh, yes. So, 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 so good. That's kind of like my sweet spot of like fiction novels is like that feeling. Um, It was like uh, over a year ago, like a year and a half Mm -hmm. ago, but the like final book of the trilogy by Frederick Back Brackman yeah. Backman Brackman yeah Brackman um came out and I I want to reread those this year but we'll see it might be too soon maybe I'll just start all the way over and read every single one of his books again that's a good idea I'll do that with you okay um you also consume books at the rate in which you make quilts yeah. Just very quickly. There's, I think I've talked about this. I yeah. typically listen to about one book per quilt. And so like yeah. all of my quilts kind of have like a book yeah. associated with uh-huh. the creation. And I, I like, always I'll like listen to a book for like two hours in the morning and then I need it quiet. I don't know if it's just auditorily what it is. Yeah. I do like scrolling back and seeing what I like the different books I've read throughout the years. Because there is a chunk of time in 2021 that I have a lot of self-help ones, mm-hmm. including Sorry I'm Late, I Didn't Want to Come. An introvert's guide to <laughs> life. <laughs> so I, that's a good one. Oh, um, any like historical fiction lovers, you should mm-hmm. read Horse. Horse, okay. Yep. By um, Geraldine Brooks. It's really beautiful. It's about like a Kentucky Derby horse. Oh. And not like in a black beauty way, but like kind of in a black beauty way. <laughs> like if you loved black beauty as a kid, you'll love this. It's like not. about the horse but like it's about the horse you know yeah the gift of fear survival signs from protecting yourself yeah adult children of emotionally immature children yep who me (laughs) twice that's one of the first ones i read i know (laughs) oh oh uh i do like reading like the big books of the year like that's kind i like 
it's kind of like a staying relevant in culture kind of thing yeah. to me, I guess. Like, Well, it is interesting, too, that the books coming out now are, have that little bit of COVID in it. And I'm like, that's just so crazy to me that in 50 years, it's going to be this yeah. stamp of time. It's going to be like the To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Yeah. Did we just start a book club? <laughs> Did we just become book club do, podcast hosts? Do we need to keep going? I'm going to delete all these. All right. It's all of them. We'll each list our like top five favorite books that we read last year. That'll save us some time. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay. I that's kind of it. A uh, reminder on merch. Yep. Make sure to check out Buy your merch. You can get it before QuickCon. We'd love to see you in it. It helps us keep going. Get your reviews in for our We Don't Know When the Quilt's Coming Back challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a clever name for that. Beat us to the quilt. Uh-huh. Race, race to the auction quilt. Race to the auction quilt. <laughs> and I'll make a little, like, like a little... <laughs> Horse. A little progress. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little progress <laughs> Um, And then you can find me, Lacey Messerly, at Messy Quilts on Instagram and MessyQuilts.com. And you can find me, Ashland Downs, at Urban Dwell Studio on Instagram or the same, likewise, at UrbanDwellStudio.com for book and workshops and such. And find both of us together at the Grateful Thread Podcast. Yeah. We're teaching. <laughs> We're available. Hire us. <laughs> <laughs>